Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared Jayhawk Hawken, and joining me as always, Dollar General favorite podcaster, Charlie Butter. <laughs> Man, I watched fucking Crackhead Dating Game in there today. It was amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a shame that Twitter limits you to 280 characters, and you have to stick that on your Facebook only, but Twitter needs to be that <laughs> I may break it up and put it and post it individually, like as much as I can in the paragraphs to it and see if I can do it that way. It was uh, it was something else, man. It was really something else. Yeah, uh, for one, I have a fairly uneventful week, and then you have that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I get for going to that Dollar General. I never go there anymore because it's always terrible. I always go to the like the other two we discussed off the air, and they're always nice and clean and never have an issue. There's never anybody there. Go to this one; it's fucking eight million people in there, and it's just white trash heaven. <sighs> I think you're like the only perk in the world that will actually actually have to drive more than 10 minutes to go to a halfway Deacon Dollar General. <laughs> Man, I love Dollar General. I could actually walk to the Dollar to the Club Dollar General to me, which is kind of nice. That is nice. Hey, right, so, uh not too much news that we're going to go over on the air here. Uh, I do have a question for you, though. Sure. Is Wheeler Yuta still the independent wrestling champion? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch the show. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have thought you would have at least seen the result by now to be able to answer the question. But yes, we are you to instill the independent wrestling champion. I mean, I probably would have saw if he lost because everybody would have been making a big deal about him losing in his first offense or whatever. But okay, I, 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 won't, I won't go into a lot of detail. I know you haven't seen the show yet, but I kind of like that dogfight concept. Okay. Yeah. So if, if you missed the show, we are you to defend it in what they build like a dogfight. And basically, it was there's three competitors in the match, and each everybody's wrestling one on one, and you've got to beat both of your opponent back to back in order to win. Okay. Uh, Memphis did something similar once in like 1990. They actually had four guys, and you had to beat all three guys back to back. And I'm sure there's footage of it somewhere because they taped everything from the Mid South Coliseum, but I've never seen that particular one. I, I kind of like this concept. So does it not? So I got a question. So does it not count then if say like Wheeler Yuta does a move to Lee Moriarty and uh, Wheeler and the other guy take turns pinning Lee? Does that like one cancels out the other? You have to restart. Uh, what they what they're doing is they're doing single matches. So it was Wheeler against Lee. Oh, and, then, and, and then one guy one, like one of them won. The other guy came in, and one kind of one of them won. If it if that didn't end the match, then the other one would come back in. Oh, now back it makes sense. Like I thought it was like a triple threat, but you had to pin both guys like back to back. Okay, I got what you mean now. That's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, I I really like that concept. I get the point. The second one they've done even they did what they did a tag team one at one point previously. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, I, I like that concept. If it's something I want them to do every show, absolutely not. But okay, and every go often type of thing, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll kind up. Let's keep doing those. Yeah, like a once a year type thing or something special, like circumstance. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I know Memphis in like 1990, I want to say did 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 one with four guys. It was uh, Lawler, Bill Dundee, Eddie Gilbert, and somebody else whose name escaped me right now. Hmm. I mean, I, I'd like to. I kind of like to see how that worked with four guys, and then you get some different matchup again. 
that would probably take even more time too. Okay. Uh, definitely an interesting concept beyond beyond definitely brought it with that show project dolphin. They need to name their follow-up show. Go along and thanks for all the fish, but only how many people would get that reference though. I didn't get it. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised how many would, but yeah, I don't, if you tell me, no, I don't, I don't understand that reference. I'm not surprised. Okay. Well, how about we find out what's on IWTV this week? Absolutely. What's on IWTV? All right. So Tuesday, June 8th at 8 p.m., New South Pro Wrestling, Action Clash 39, followed by 9 p.m., Heavy Metal Wrestling, Mall Madness Episode 9, and at 10 p.m., Absolute Intense Wrestling, Go For Broke Episode 10. Wednesday, June 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 3, Episode 16. Friday, June 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern, No Peace Underground, Fear the Gay Agenda. Saturday, June 12th at 3 p.m. Central, Heavy Metal, All Killer, No Filler. Also Saturday, June 12th at 8 p.m. Central, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Heavy Metal Power Blood. And again, Saturday, June 12th at 11.59 p.m. Central, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Ruben Steele's Raza Unida. Sunday, June 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, Fortune Favors the Bold. And that's what's on IWTV this week a lot going on 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 the 12th yeah that's like three heavy metal shows uh 3 p.m 8 p.m and midnight so they're they're running a triple triple header on saturday yeah no disrespect to them but i'll be watching none of those shows Ah, you never know something might be uh popping off that you might want to check out you never know i won't want i won't watch them live at any rate i'll I'll say that i'll be working during the one We'll be recording during the other one. And my age, I ain't staying up to two o'clock in the morning to watch wrestling on TV. That's just not happening. Yeah, that's right. Next week, we'll have uh, Ed from Pod Van Dam and uh, one of my co-hosts from Wrestling Cheers, Jay Gold, will be on next week. Uh, we're going to review some YMZ. Of course, uh, <laughs> if you can guess, it's a Japanese promotion because Ed's on with us. So. Yeah, and I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. Hey, from what I saw, it's only like four matches, so it's not too terrible. <laughs> this might be another short week, short show uh, week. <laughs> I'm really hoping. Yeah, the last one we did with that, though, was only like four matches, and how hard was that to get through? Well, there was like 45 minutes of like nothing going on because it was like they just left stuff recording, which was terrible. So, And I think it was more than that. I think it was like six. I feel like it was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> I believe Dick Togo's on in in the show, so I think he's in the main event. So I'm a fan of Dick Togo, so maybe that won't be too bad. Yeah, feels uh, like another one of Ed. Oh, hey, I know one person on the show. Let's watch it. No, that's not Ed. Ed knows everybody on the show. Knows that they've been mastering their butthole work or ball work or whatever they do. You know. <laughs> so how the show already? We haven't even we haven't even watched it yet. <laughs> I the best part about those shows is that we just laugh and like make fun of stuff and it's going to be the four of us. It's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. That'll be a really fun episode next week. That'll be a good episode for everybody to drive to AIW to. So, or to Toy Hio because both of those are happening. I will not be at Toy Hio this time around, but I will be at AIW. So, with my work situation right now, I had to pick my point in between Friday and Saturday, so yeah, I guess that makes sense. You'd rather take, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that one. I would take Friday over Saturday too. So, well, get spend some, get, spend some time with my daughter, watch some good wrestling. Like I, I, 
I, I gotta, I gotta take that advantage of that. Well, you know, uh, as we talk about all the crazy stuff that's been going on and, and how much I hate the post office, they, they sent me, they got, they let, let me have my next letter. So I, I have another letter from Levi. Get to it. Letters from Levi. Okay. So I told you guys last week, I was going to ask him about Rumspringa. So did you have a Rumspringa? What wild stuff did you do? You could say I'm on it right now, if that's how you look at it. But I myself have never went on one because I ended up leaving my community, taking my wife and kids with me closer to train in the Indianapolis area. My family and I still do things as we would while in our community. I never speak to them about what I do when I leave because they don't need to know that just yet. All right, well, looks like Levi is a man of mystery. He hasn't told his family about what he does yet. I mean, they have to realize that he's gone for like a day at a time. Like, like go far, pork and buggy going to go. Only <laughs> well, go fast it can go, you know? I mean, I don't think that they, th- I'm sure people probably pick him up. So he, they, they know that like he gets picked up in a car. He doesn't oh, that, ride off with a, the family horse and buggy and leave them there to, to fend for themselves. That's probably true. <laughs> what kind of savage do you think he is? Jesus. <laughs> Maybe he maybe he likes the quiet drive. I don't know. <laughs> and that's a good point, though. You're not going to you can't you're not allowed to have the horse and buggy on the freeway. No. <laughs> yeah. Now imagine him pulling up to shows and that that'd be hilarious, though. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will get into our review. You can't see what's not seen until you let go of what is seen. And that's I'm talking about your money. And we are a couple of guys who've become friends over our love of professional wrestling and all things carny related to said sport. So we decided to take our love of that and create a podcast about grifters and charlatans and con men. It's called If You Catch My Grift, and it will be available every Saturday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you may get your podcast from. All right. I got some things cooking with them. I can't wait to uh, reveal all that. That's going to be a lot of fun. The Weekly Review. All right. And this week, it is Time Bomb Pro Wrestling. Survivor will never go out of style. And it aired live on May 27, 2021 from the Sanctuary Event Center. From Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo, North Dakota. Billy Bob Thornton was not in attendance from what I could tell. Although everyone there did not have it. Well, some of them had a mask, but did not have it on. And people were very upset about that on the internet, but I thought it was fine. I mean, if you're vaxxed, I mean, the rules are laxed. So. And North Dakota, one of those states that were kind of lax anyway, but they didn't get as many cake, a lot of other places. So I believe anyway, I could be wrong on that. Either way, we're getting to that point where it's not as big a deal. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't upset about it like other people were. I'm, I'm kind of over everything. I'm ready to 
to rock and roll without. So, uh, but, uh, let's get into it, man. Um, so they're based out of Fargo. They have one champion and that champion is Dominic Greeny currently. That is correct. And, uh, this is their return to having shows with a ring. Cause the last, uh, couple shows they had were in a murder basement with no ring. Did you, did you catch explanation as to why they have the ring back? Yes. Because Dominic Greeny demanded it Yeah, as champion. Yeah. It's kind of fun to see him play a bad guy here. Uh, and, and like the way he demands things and not giving people title shots and the way he treated the belt in the main event, which we'll get to, but yeah. So, and now that being said, even though Dominic Greeny don't want, uh, there'd be more wrestling and he wants the ring. We start with a four corners of pain death match. Uh, Riley Jack can interrupt the ring announcer during his intro, cut the promo against the component Ricky Norin, and Ricky Norin comes out for the four corners of pain death match. Jump starts the match. Ricky Norin has one fan. Yes. Uh, there's, there's one guy who repeatedly tried to get a Ricky fucking Norin chant going, and nobody else got like a word. Yeah. Nobody else picked up on the chant. No one else. They don't, they don't even boo the chant down. They're just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. So, uh, this is where I noted that that happens. Um, that was almost as bad as that super dragon chant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, commentary was a little low and a little quiet, but unfortunately that was a technical issue. They did, uh, they did record it live while the show was happening. Um, it just came off that way. I'm sure they'll fix it in the future. Um, cause I did talk with, uh, the promoter. He did say that, yeah, uh, he did notice that as well. Uh, they got a time bomb pro chant after a sidewalk slam into some thumbtacks and then they got mark of this match at that point, by the way. Yeah. And they, uh, they got on a knife board Yeah, and did a bunch of counters teasing it. And then eventually Ricky got dropped onto it and then stomped onto it, which he didn't really get stomped on and he got a stomp to the back, but he didn't go back down into it, uh, which I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to do that either. Uh, and then finally we get a Ricky chant. Uh, Riley hits the one night stand, AKA a running death Valley driver through a door for two. Ricky answers back with an exploder, uh, through the last door. And then, uh, there's some other stuff, but Riley hits a roll up that clearly would have gotten the three. Uh, but he decides to instead stomp on Ricky's genitals and let him up out of the, out of the count. So I, I don't understand the reasoning behind that, uh, other than he just wants to give him, you know, a further beating. Uh, but I personally would have just taken the three and left at that point, but it didn't happen. Uh, he then locked in a sharpshooter on the tax, which was interesting. But then Ricky grabbed a hold of a knife from the knife board, and uh, he ended up doing a drop toe hold, and he completely fucked up an STF. But he still got the submission, digging the knife into Riley's forehead, which if that was going to be the finish, he used knife weapons on Riley's forehead earlier in the match, and... He didn't submit then, so I don't understand why. Like, if he had the STF locked in properly, I could understand, but he didn't have it locked in. He was just laying on his back with a knife on his head. So, Realistic, realistically, though, I've, I've got the time of this match at nine minutes and 33 seconds. Realistically, after nine or 10 minutes of going through all this shit, at some point, you just want to go, you know, I don't give a fuck if I win or not. I, I, I got somebody taking <laughs> the knife into my head. I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I'll tell you what, though. Like, this was paced well enough that I didn't, I didn't think it was actually that long when you, that surprises me that time that you just told me, because it felt like it was only maybe six minutes. And, uh, I, I my other note is just that Ricky is a clearly a death match guy. Um, he's a hack and slash guy, as I was told, 
he called out Pondo for their next uh, their next show, which is actually going to be uh, June 29th, and it's a another uh, no ring show because they're still going to do those apparently, and uh, that's going to be on that uh, show. I I I I don't know if I even at even at this point I don't know if I really want to get into. I guess I'm going to get a ring, but if there's no ring, I can fight with Madman Pondo. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, maybe he'll he'll learn something from Pondo. Maybe Pondo will teach him an STF. I don't know. Or Pondo will just kill him, and we never see Ricky Norman again oh, after geez, the 29th. That's that's possibility and, <laughs> and I'm not rooting for that. I'm speculating. <laughs> okay, as long as you're not rooting for it, I don't want anybody to die. No death threats on the podcast. We've already had enough of that. <laughs> uh, what happened uh, next? Geez. All right, from there, we have a, a six-man scramble. The one called Mander, Shane Black, Scott Story, Jordan, Rock Solid Ross, and Damian Saint. Now, we talked last week about the scramble match. It was really more of a gauntlet match. This is the scramble uh, we are more accustomed to. Yes, that's a scramble two with cheese. Two guys go in. <laughs> yep, two, guy, two guys start. When somebody leaves the ring, somebody else can legally get in the ring. Coder. You don't really argue who's the legal man. If you're in the ring, you're legal. Uh, my notes for this are uh, you can tell the talent is young and hungry, but they need to the reel that energy in a little bit. Uh, there was a suplex early on that was just, man, uh, it was a suplex. Let me, I guess that that's what I'll, I'll leave it at. Um, Jordan and Mander had, were having a good fight going until they got broken up by everybody else. Yeah. I was enjoying those two going at it. Uh, there was a, uh, a top rope spot that kind of got messed up, but he countered well. He came back from it and did that, which is more energy. They're just they were ball, they were all balls of energy. Like I feel like they might have been nervous, but they were just bundles of energy, and like they were just trying to do so much so quick. And it was like just reel it in a little bit, guys. You got this. Take your time. Just you don't have to rush that much. That's yeah, what I felt I like. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. That's just what I felt throughout. And then I just, I wrote down fun chaos cause it's fun. It's still a good time. It's just, I noticed like they're just some nervous energy or just some just energy there. That's just like, they don't know quite what to do, but they're like there for it. The spot you're referring to there, it's heading up. Like he's going to go for a moon coat on the floor and he can't quite get a balance on the top rope. So he hopped off the top rope and ended up turning into a tope. Yeah. That was that was good. Yeah, you, I'm, okay. I'm not gonna hit this move. Let let him provide. Let's do something else. Right. We need honestly. We need to see more of that throughout all of wrestling, not just in the indie. I'd like Instead to of trying to hop under. back up and do it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If it, if it's not gonna work, you do something different. If the move doesn't work the way you want it to, you do something else to get where you need to go. You don't try to repeat the plot. We need more of that throughout wrestling. I was quite okay with that. Uh, there is a spot where. Five of the guys are just striking each other in the front of the ring. Black, for whatever reason, the guys get in the middle of it, and all five guys just start beating the crap out of them. <laughs> yeah, because they were all bigger guys, and he was like, oh, no, I'm the strongest, biggest guy. And they're just like, oh, really? <laughs> That's yeah, a fun- thinking, where, thinking where we got all that fun chaos you were talking about. Mander's got a door because why not? Yeah, but he, that wasn't even the best part. The best part was Mander's doing an Oklahoma slam through a chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I popped big for that. That was fucking awesome. I love Mander's. And then he uh, he ended up getting a speared through a door by Damian Saint, who ended up winning. Uh, nine minutes and 21 seconds the time of that. So, again, I, a lot of action for nine minutes. Yeah, and this, again, did not feel like it was that long. It legit felt like it was six minutes. Like, the, this first half of the card felt super-duper fast. And I was like, damn, we're flying through this. Like, when I 
clicked on the show it was only an hour and 22 minutes i'm like cool this is this is perfect i'd rather have this than a three-hour show with this many matches on it from there we have our first tag team match of the night northern force the team of paul reed and vernon reed against duke cornell and the carver of cutter galley northern force are wearing shirts in memory of badger brig who apparently died on the last show more on that later <laughs> uh carver and cornell are basically the heel by default in this one kind of how it goes i actually don't have a ton of notes on this one this one this match was not very long no uh i just had the carver and cornell kind of cut off the ring and worked over uh one of the guys i didn't catch names so i was just it was uh, vernon that they cut off okay so yeah they worked over him and then the finish was a uh, carver and cornell cornell hit a package pile driver and then he rolled him through and carver hit a power bomb to get the three which was really cool and 54 seconds the time of the match say that again it cut out Five minutes and 54 seconds, the time of the match. There you go. Uh, and afterward, Carver just keeps beating up on people because he can. Why not? Uh, Cornell gets on the mic and says, there's nobody that can stop them. And then Gangrel's music hit. Yeah. And that's it. We don't see Gangrel. There's no, they don't do a bloodbath type spot, anything like that. There's the music plague, and then they cut to the next thing. Yeah, so I told you about this last week. Uh, it will be Carver versus Gangrel at their July show, and we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. So, Okay, so our next match, we have Free Range Kara against the apparently not actually dead Badger Brick. And Kara has the best entrance music on the indies. <laughs> Chattahoochee by Alan Jackman. That's right. Goddamn right. Uh, I, I'm going to admit, I, I would have both a combination of a pop and a what the fuck at the same time by me when I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, even the announcers were kind of surprised that Badger Brick came out, but it's like, we saw her die last show. The Carver killed her last show. What's going on? So would you believe that that, that this match was the, f- like the only the fourth ever match for Badger Briggs? They would not actually, but it's actually really good while it lasts. Yeah. This was actually her fourth ever match. So, and Kara doesn't have a ton more. I think that Kara got a got four years experience on commentary. So not, it's not like she could grunkle veteran either. No, I thought it was only two. Maybe it maybe might have been was, only two. Okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, this wasn't bad. This was a little bit. Uh, I felt like this one felt like it was a little bit longer than the other ones, but uh, it was still really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so we could have more traditional uh, wrestling match and come the ones we've come the other ones we've seen. Uh, they do a Kiri Kadokido spot, which is Kara playing the, the country girl gimmick. <laughs> yeah, do it. Got kind of square dance. Yeah, Doki Do, Doki Do Badger, Doki Do the referee, Doki Do Badger again. Is that a spot you want to do now when you get back to it? Uh, I mean, if it comes up fine, like I'm not going to be like, hey, let's do this spot. But if it gets congested, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Brig wants the heel to fight, uh, apparently coming back from the dead. Like I would think that would make you the sympathetic baby face. Well, I mean, she has a mullet, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> there were a lot of near falls in this match. Kara gets the win. She hits a back scooplex and then follows it up with a, I, I, not really a Pele kick, but she didn't get like the full rotation on it, but it really like, but it was that style type of kick. Mm-hmm. Nine minutes and 24 seconds. So this was just as long as the first two matches. Yeah, it, it's, it sort of felt like it, but it was still pretty good. I was really impressed. Uh, what do we have after that? So from there, we have... Frontman Jockey coming to the ring for a promo. Uh, uh, badmouthing Eric Cannon. Eric Cannon comes out and responds, and then we get a match between the two of them. Yeah, and the basic, 
Baker story here. Eric Cannon, the 20 year veteran, Fretman Jockey, and has not been wrecking me nearly that long. Like a matter of Eric Cannon, you can experience most of the way to keep him at bay. Yeah. And uh, this actually reminded me um, Dalton, Austin, Orange, if you guys are listening, uh, you should probably talk to Eric Cannon because he is sponsored by PBR. So he might be able to get you guys in touch with the right people since you guys want to get sponsored by them. Other than that, I thought this was a really fun match. Um, Eric Cannon got busted open pretty good at one point. Uh, and then it was funny to watch the ref try to get his gloves on because he struggled pretty good with that for, for a second. Jossie really uh, impressed me. I thought he was really, really good. He had some like really unique offense that I hadn't seen before. At one point, they were uh, Eric Cannon was countering stuff, and like Jossie like grabbed a hold of the rope and like whipped himself back around to counter him, which I thought uh, counter Eric Cannon, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then he was like, it felt like he was in control for a lot of the match, and uh, did a hell of a job with it. Like I'm really impressed with him. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm definitely impressed with Jockey here. My first time seeing him, so I yeah, def, definitely want to see more of him. He's got a ton of potential. I believe when you're in a- I believe he is actually facing Dominic Greeny for the uh, Time Bomb Championship at the next show. That could be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, def, definitely some good stuff here. I'm proud of that. A uh, guy with five about five years experience. So uh, finish comes with uh, Cannon hitting a brainbuster, only getting two out of it, and Jockey immediately getting it. Uh, getting a roll up on cannon and a handful of tight for the illegal leverage. Yeah. And he definitely had a whole handful of tights. Nine minutes and 42 seconds. The time of the fall here. Good stuff. I enjoyed this one. Yes. And then we have our main event. <laughs> Violence is forever. of Kevin Koo and the time bomb champion, Dominic Garini taking on Damon Spriggle and or invite. Uh, then that's another one of Dom demand got champion. Well, now that I'm champion, you got to like Kevin Koo come in and, get, and give him some work. That's right. Got to keep your champ happy. Absolutely. You never know when he's just going to leave with your belt and hold you hostage. I don't know if he's going to do that. I mean, the way he just threw it around a bunch, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but yeah, uh, I, Dom is not going to do that, but <laughs> it, it happened enough in the, in the court of professional wrestling that you got to, yeah, that you can use that to your advantage. That's true. Yeah. I don't think Dom would ever do that, but I was more joking with the fact that like, he doesn't care enough about that belt. He just, he holds it now, but it's just a leverage to him to get people he wants to work and that kind of stuff. So it's going to be really funny when he makes them, uh, pay for Samoa Joe to come in so he can have that match with Samoa Joe. <laughs> oh man. If that match does, ha- if that match does happen, if it, and it doesn't happen in the AIW ring, I'd it better air our live on IWTV when it does happen. I need to see that. <laughs> so yeah. let's jump into this match because there was just, God damn, this was a beating. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, guys paired off early on like you normally see in a tag team match. Good, solid technical wrestling's in the early going. Uh, and then once we start uh, getting uh, getting violent in, in forever in control a little bit here, Kevin Koo just chopping and kicking the hell out of Briggle. At one point, like I start feeling bad for the dude. He's getting, he can he can beat up bad, and then he ends up catching Koo with a lariat, and Koo does the Marty Janetti spin co off of it. So, pretty yeah. good stuff there. Yeah, Spurgle kept uh, having those like momentary uh, badass moments. Uh, another spot I was, uh, that I actually talked about to you before uh, off the air. Uh, Dom was just chopping him, and then he started giving uh, Spurgle forearms. Then he started doing the uh, Kawada kicks. And 
And then he hits Spurgle with a German and I'm just dying. Like I was laughing. And then I was just like, Oh my God, he's killing him. He's dead. Dom. He's dead. Stop. And he hits him with that German. And then Spurgle just fighting spirits up out of it. And the crowd just goes crazy for it. It was, that was a good moment. That was a real good moment. Dom continued his streak of having really, really good matches. So and kind of a subtle story they were telling here. And they really, when Spriggle was in there, it's pretty much all violent and forever with the exception of the little fighting spirit moment. Mm-hmm. But when Vite tagged in, like he actually is doing a pretty good number on violent and forever. Like that for whatever reason, they don't seem to have the handle on him in this match. Yeah. He's more of like the, the experienced pro he's been kind of feuding with Dom. So like, that's kind of the angle they were playing with him, which worked really great. I thought it was good. Yeah. Finish came with Ku, uh, Hitting Spriggle following Chasing the Dragon, and Dom locked Vite in a rear naked choke in order to prevent him from making the cave 12 minutes and 33 seconds. Yeah, that finish was really good. I thought Vite was going to break it up, and Dom like grabbed them and wrapped them in the choke and fell back, and I was like, oh, shit, that was great. Yeah. So this was, a, this was, this was my favorite match of the show by far. Oh, yeah. Really good, really good shit here. Good way to finish and, out the show. Absolutely. And the show goes off the air with Vite prompting the crowd to give Spriggle a standing ovation, and they responded in kind. And I, and absolutely, that that uh, obviously obviously he the, he's the youngest one in the match, the youngest one in the match, the experienced one in the match, and it was kind of a showcase for him, even though he didn't get a ton of offense in him, but it showed him off like a tough kind of a bitch, doesn't want to quit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I there's nothing wrong with this match at all. It's about as perfect as you can get, I think. Yeah. So the lineup that I was given. Uh, for their next show, I'll plug it here real quick before we get into our thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, is July 29th with the Carver and Gangrel. This is their next ring show. Carver versus Gangrel, Dom versus Jossie, and Kevin Koo versus Damon Sprickle. Cool. I might have to watch that one if it could drop, if it doesn't air live anyway. All right, man. So thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. What do you got? Uh, uh, pleasantly surprising thumbs up. I was really not expecting a lot of the show aside from a, a chance to keep some guy like I never seen before. I really came out of it when I really enjoyed the show, uh, and I definitely want to keep some of the future shows coming up here. They built they brought up some good stuff, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go thumbs up as well. Overall, I liked everybody. Um, everybody did their best and and busted their butts. So props to everybody on the show. I thought they all did pretty decent job. All right, man, get your plugs in. Let's roll out of here. Follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539, and Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayhawk. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. And don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, and If You Catch My Grift. Please check out our other friends, pwponderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, Kayfabe Collectibles. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters. And you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Talk to you next week, everyone. What's up, bitch? Fuck you! It's still fucking late. Wait, this isn't great into your being. We all finally see you. Nothing but an insecure coward.
So you can live with your fucking scars Carry them with you forever You fucking maggot I love coming to Pound.